This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today, I'm talking with Oakland-based MC slash producer Zumbi of Zion Eye. Zumbi has more than two dozen albums, mixtapes, EPs, and collaborations. He has work of artists from across all genres of music, from reggae rock giants Revolution to hip-hop legends Too Short and Black Thought from The Roots to heavy-hitting rockers Linkin Park and alternative rock ray ra- rapper Mattis Yahoo. He has also shared the stage with some of the best, like Kendrick Lamar, Wu-Tang, The Game, Flying Lotus, Damian Jr. Gone Marley, Common Sense, and many more. We will be talking about his socially conscious and high-energy album entitled The Labyrinth. Zumbi, welcome to Books, Beats, and Beyond. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being on the show. So uh, just to help some of us out who don't know much about your career and and who you are. Can you break down your name, Zumbi, and also Zion I? Okay, I'll start with Zion I. Uh, basically, chose the name Zion I because when we were creating the group, I was going through like a, I'd say like a spiritual crossroads type of thing, like really just getting in touch with myself and recognizing like myself as a, a spiritual entity. I really just super gravitated towards like a lot of different philosophies. I was just basically doing my own independent research and we're not talking about um, like religion or church or anything like that, but more so just me recognizing my personal relationship with God. So I wanted the the name of the group to uh, basically echo that sentiment. Mm -hmm. So for me, Zion was basically the freedom and the creativity, you know, the feeling that I had making music was like, you never know what's going to happen. You feel free. You feel in the moment. And for me, I took that as being like the spirit of, uh, you know, what God feels like. Right. And then I, of course, is, is myself, but also everyone has a self. So mm-hmm. the collective self and the name basically means that, you know, the spirit of God is within myself is within us. It's within all people. Um, Zumbi, I chose that name later. Basically, man, really, honestly, just because I wanted to do some solo mixtape things and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and everybody was like, "Well, you can't, you can't call the group Zion I and you be Zion," because you know <laughs> that Zion was my rap name at the time. Right. So I basically changed it to Zumbi. Zumbi being the um, the Brazilian folkloric hero, uh, at least for Africans. Um, he was basically the last leader of what was called a quilombo, which is like a, a free community where slaves could exist during slavery. Mm. But like, you know, it was free, like natives, Africans, even even Europeans that wanted to live outside of the uh, slave system went there. But Zumbi was like the last leader of the uh, biggest quilombo in Brazil. And so I chose that name just because I was thinking of uh, hip-hop culture and how it's changing so much and how I really just want to stick true. To what I know about the tenets of the culture, um, what tenets for me are important. So I chose that name just as a way to, you know, once again, remind myself of what direction and why I'm doing music in the first place. Man, those I, I love both of those names, man. They're pretty deep and they're just powerful, you know. 
Thank you. So, so you were born and raised in Oakland? No. Um, basically, my music took root in Oakland. Uh, but I actually moved here after. We started uh, Zion I in Atlanta while at more. We went both into Morehouse College. Oh, okay. So I gra- we graduated, and around that time, we created Zion I. And then after graduation, I had lived in California. So I basically moved back out here. But I was born in Philadelphia. I lived in Cincinnati. I lived down in Houston. Um, I p- pretty much lived all over the country. But Oakland is where basically the roots for the music took to the soil. Mm. And everything started to evolve and grow. And, you know, our first record came out. Basically, the music career is based out of the Bay Area. But yeah. I've lived, as a, as a kid, you know, I moved a lot. Yeah. So what what, what made you stay in Oakland? Uh, my family's here. Um, I love the culture here, man. It's super diverse. Mm-hmm. It's literally, like, people don't know, man, the Bay Area is like, or Oakland specifically, is like the third most diverse city in the country. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there's just all kinds of people here, and, you know, I enjoy that. Uh, And it's also a a rebellious culture in terms of, you know, when people in Oakland don't like something, politically, they get out and they talk about it. They get out in the streets, they protest. It's a very socio-politically aware uh, region. A lot of free thinkers out here. Um, The one thing on on the flip side that, I don't like as much now is maybe because of such free spirited thought, you know, the Silicon Valley was created around this area. And mm-hmm. now since that, that industry is so powerful in, you know, in this world right now, yeah. it seems like that's kind of overriding uh, uh, the cultural presence that was here. It's still here. People are still here, but you see all this like gentrification happening. Oh, so, okay. so yeah. devastating, you know what yeah. I mean? And so like rampant and now it's, it's hyper expensive to live here because uh, of that yeah and so it's kind of you know it's just kind of fractured what was you know the beauty of the bay area in a way I it's still you. there but you know it's not the same right yeah so how how the 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 oakland hip-hop sound is there anything distinct about it is it different than other sounds hip-hop sounds i would say you know i would say bay area hip-hop style i wouldn't even just say oakland i see um I feel like the Bay Area style is very, I mean, there's something out here we just call like, it's like a Bay sound, like a Bay slump. Bay slump. It's just, you can hear a beat and it's like, you know, I mean, if you're from here, you're like, you're like, all right, that's Bay Area. Okay. <laughs> it's just a certain feeling. And then, you know, it also comes with the uh, eccentric characters, you know, like Mag Dre, E-40, Too Short. Mm-hmm. Mr. Fab, even, you know, some, to some extent the hieroglyphics, but like what what happens out, out here is that the hip hop and the street music is kind of like two different lanes. There's rare artists that blend the two. Mm. Uh, can't really think of too many. I mean, I think we've done it to some extent once in a while, but there, it's almost like two different lanes. Like they don't, there's not really a hype. Like I would say a hybrid is like a, a Nas. Oh, okay. Or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I think Jacka was one of the few guys. He's rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? But he was one of the few guys that kind of fused the the consciousness and the street elements. But mm-hmm. out here, for some reason, man, it's always been two distinct and separate styles that existed. And there's a few artists that kind of bounce in between. So, so how would you describe your sound? 
compare it to the Bay Area? Uh, my sound is, is pretty eclectic, man. I mean, I've always enjoyed the experimentation aspect of music and just kind of like seeing, you know, what you can do with the sounds and fusing different things together. So like on the first album, Mind Over Matter, some German bass music. You know, the second album, Deepwater Slang, there's kind of like these jazz elements and a lot of live music. Um, True Eleven is a blues song. And then we did some reggae music with, uh, or like roots style music with Revolution on Atomic Clock. Some electronic sounds here and there. So I'm kind of all over the place sonically. Um, probably album to album, I try to theme it out and kind of go with a sound according to each album. Mm hmm. But I, I think the the root of my music is the message and the consciousness and the empowerment that I try to stick to, uh, the reflective element. Like, you know, my music is not dealing with hypersexualism and, right. and, and materialism and uh, violence, you know what I'm saying? Like, these things may come into play once in a while, but, I, you know, I, I make an effort not to glorify or be a trumpet for what I think is the chaos of society. I try to talk about things that I feel like will help empower people and, and help empower myself at the same time. Yeah, you absolutely do that on this album. So let's let's talk a little bit more about the album, The Labyrinth. Um, wh why did you call it The Labyrinth? Okay. Uh, basically, man, I was going through a very trying period of my life. Uh, my father was had just passed away. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a son. He was like, I think it was about 11, 12 months. My father passed. So I was trying to be a father. And then I had to move out of my house because, like I said, the gentrification in the, in the Bay Area. Mm. So I was living in his crib. And then the owner was like, yo, well, I want to sell it because the market's hot. Right. So I was just dealing with a lot, trying to find my center, trying to find my balance. Really, like, I was really grieving. Yeah. And I know I needed to drop this record. And I was having a very difficult time, like, especially right after my father passed. I was okay. trying to write, and yeah. I just couldn't. Everything I wanted to say was the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I had to let that time kind of pass, and then settled in a little bit, and I was like, all right, you know, I might have to look at this in the most positive way possible. Like, and, and, I, and I was in Hawaii uh, recording with Grouch and Eli. Oh, we were driving to Grouch's crib in, in Maui. And uh, you're going by this place, and it was like it's like sacred labyrinth. Walk the labyrinth. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, it's interesting. So we went in there, and they had this this uh, you know design a labyrinth on the ground. And the idea is that you you basically walk through this thing. It's not a, it's not the same as a maze. It kind of looks like a maze, but it, it's it's one continuous path that goes into the center in the labyrinth. Oh, I see. Okay. Even though it seems you kind of get disoriented disoriented when you're walking around the edges or you might feel like you're going back out when you're still going towards the center. Mm -hmm. And that's how I basically interpreted all the trials I was going through. Like this music was going to be my labyrinth that I walked through and I was going to basically walk through this, this one path to the center and deal with all my issues because I really didn't have any way else to do, deal with my emotions at the time. I was so jammed up. Yeah. Uh, that the music basically became my therapy to deal with what was going on. So yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, that's that's tough to do because, um, you know, as an artist, you do express yourself emotionally. But sometimes, if 
times it too turbulent, you, you you can get writer's block, but you can oh yeah you can tell from this album that uh you really turned that outward and were able to really express yourself through that trying time. And um, thank you. You talked about um we'll get back to a few things you just said and show how that relates to the album. You you talked about being a father and that kind of relates to the song on the album I believe is called Believe. Yeah. All this thing in this life truly believe in yourself. Seems like they love you, they hate you, they hate you to love you. The praising can't make me, the pressure can't break me. My legs getting shaky, the journey is long. Accepting the challenge is turning me on. I know that it's strange, but my words getting bombed. Beneath all the quiet, their rages are strong. My people's the real ones, we push it along. My prayers for peace, hope is keeping you strong. Sometimes I sit and really wanna. If it's a spell, we know the hood until the sun up. Oh. propaganda, watch them slumber. You just another cog in the wheel, how I feel, world getting dumber. Don't stop believing what my mama said. So sentimental, feeling like I need a holiday. To get away just for a moment when I get back home. It's still a problem, gotta solve it for my time is gone. Sand slipping through the hourglass. I had two babies, now my life is zooming kind of fast. Spend every moment, no more to be a better dad. Cause they deserve it all. My back against the wall. People who I thought were my friends, they started falling off. I guess a nigga wasn't shining, looking kind of lost. Cause they gon' love you when you doing good But when they really should It's when you hurting But the average person's quick to pull the curtain Enough is really certain Except this love But then I keep on searching for a higher version I'm going deep with full immersion I wash my favorite with detergent And get clean Believe Believe Yeah If you don't believe in yourself You best not believe If you don't believe in yourself You best not believe Yo, they build you up until you reach the highest zenith. But don't forget that Romans persecuted Jesus. So many praises, but a sickle fancy. Not a head gigantic fantasy island. Now you treated by your motherfucking self all alone. Celebrities are cold, we all can't belong. The homies getting jealous, the girl overzealous. She wanna be a star too, first with the fellas. And now you got a serious situation that comes for altercation when they bringing out my downfall. Pause. Relations are cut by your sword, so I go press record, so I can get my mind right more. Sensations to elevate my mental, there ain't no coincidental actions in the universe, all is essential. It's all feelings and belief, the love underneath, bring my teeth, cook the beef and believe. 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 If you don't believe in yourself, you best up. Believe. If you don't believe in yourself, you best up. Believe. You gotta believe in your motherfucking self. So you talked about being a father, and it seemed like you talked about while you were being a father, you were losing friends through that transition. Can you speak about this? Yeah, I I mean, it wasn't just being a father. It was just kind of like evolving Mm. and seeing how, like, you know, something interesting happened when I had my first son. I have three right now, but when I had my first son, I started to notice that the people I was around, if they didn't 
<laughs> say what's up to my son or kind of like treat him like he existed, like he was there. Mm-hmm. It created a barrier between me and the person, which yeah. was interesting. Because I was like, if you don't respect my son enough to just say hi right and interact with them and i'm right here with you like i just can't look at you the same way it was very interesting man and i found like that's kind of what was happening for me around that time period because you know obviously i was really getting into my family mm-hmm. and then it kind of made me look at some of the people that were around me a little differently because i just didn't feel like there was a family energy if yeah. you're not interested in my kids at all then i don't know i don't know what i'm doing around hanging with you yeah you know, because other, other of my boys, would, you know, they see my kid, they're like, what's up, Cody? What's up? Yeah, I see. They play, they talk, they have that laugh. And then somebody comes around and they're just like, oh, hey, man. It's <laughs> like, whoa. I don't know, because, you know, if it's all family, I want it to feel like that. Right. It to be that. I don't want to just say it because I'm trying to, you know, hide from the facts. And that was, it was like a, a revealing process that was happening. And that's what I was talking about in that song. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that, that, uh, when you said that, that makes sense to me too, because I'm a father as well, and it's just like my my friends that are aren't fathers is we're, we're still cool, but at the same time, it's a little hard to relate. You know, you get so absorbed into fatherhood that you know it's just a whole different feeling. So I I I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, man. Yeah, and and, and like, honestly, man, some of the guys I'm talking about actually had kids though. Okay. It was just kind of a, like, I'm like, all right, if we're friends and we have kids, our kids should be hanging out. Right. Okay, so how were they, were? How were they, were? How, how, when you were around their kids, like, did did they seem like they, yeah. Some of them, I wasn't ever around their kids. Mm. That's why I started to question our relationship. Like, (laughs) I was like, if we're so cool, our kids never kick it. I don't see your kid. It just made me like, it was kind of like the intro level of seeing that, maybe the reality of the relationship wasn't as real as I thought it was. Uh, I see. Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? And right. and, and that's kind of, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, wow, okay, this is different than I initially thought. But, <laughs> you know, awareness is good. Right, right. So you you said you you have three. Three kids? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, Girls, boys? All boys. All boys. Wow. You Are you trying to shoot for a girl? Just want to. Uh, man, I'm trying to get some rest after this last one, man. I don't, I don't know. My lady keeps on talking about a girl, but I'm like, man, you can't be serious, man. This is hard work out here, man. Hey, man, you might you have a fraternity. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to be a good parent is oh, yeah. hard work, man. Absolutely. It takes, you got to throw your essence in there, man. You got to rearrange yeah. your whole schedule. Absolutely. You have to be present at all times. You can't let your ego get the best of you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It, it takes effort, man. Yeah. So how do you do that? You know, as an artist, you're always on the, you know, touring and stuff. How do you how do you balance that? Um, I've actually had to not not really because I haven't stopped making music and I haven't stopped doing shows. And, yeah. You know, I still do my thing, but I had for a couple of years. I felt like I I kind of stepped back. I see. Like in my early years, I would never turn down any show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As long as they were paying enough for me to get there. Even if I broke even, I was like, I can sell some merch. Right. You know what I mean? That was, that's been my attitude. And when I had kids, it kind of changed a little bit because I was like, man, for one, the money's not that great. Mm-hmm. And two, I'm not trying to be gone that long away from my kids. You right. know, it's, it's really difficult to be gone six straight weeks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So what I've been doing is I've been kind of breaking breaking up the touring to where I only, I only do maximum like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of spot dates, a lot of like two or three day runs, and come home, stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man, just trying to prioritize. Like when I'm with my kids, like I'm really with them. Right. Um, if you look at my social media, I mean, I try not to just post all my kids because that's really all I really do. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely get in the studio, mm-hmm. but I kind of do that um, uh, when my kids aren't around, like if they're at school or daycare, like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I I get my work done, and then when they're off school, I'm with them. I'm taking them to basketball or kung fu or soccer practice. Like, right? Pretty, we're pretty active, man. And I I like that about our relationship because it's you know it's not a lot of us sitting there watching TV together. We don't even have a TV. Oh, that's awesome. We're 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 playing sports or we're we're reading together or you know what I mean, yeah. riding bikes or something. So I don't know, man. It's it's a blessing. Man. I really. I feel super blessed that I have these kids because they've helped me to see a higher part of who I am. They've helped me to learn more compassion. And, uh, yeah, it's a blessing, man. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So the music is the love of mine, but, you know, my kids, that's my flesh and blood. And so yeah, it's all one thing, but my de- I would say my, my family and my kids definitely come first. Yeah, well, that's perfect. That's a perfect priority. I definitely believe that. So what do they think about you uh, doing music? I think they just think it's, like, fun, especially, like, the oldest. He's been on stage with me a bunch of times, like, okay. big crowds, like, Rock the Bell. Oh, like, boy. Like Greek Theater. <laughs> yeah. And he's, like, rock with me, and he sees it. And, like, even last night, uh, I was working on some music, and my wife came downstairs, and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, working on a song. She's like, let me hear it. So I let her hear what I was working on, and she was like, yeah, I don't like that flow. Let me let me try one. So she got in there. <laughs> she got in there and recorded a freestyle. And then my oldest came downstairs, and he was like, what are you guys doing? She's like, let him let him freestyle. <laughs> and then he dropped one, and it was so crazy. We listened back to it, like all three of us. And my son's was the hottest thing that happened on that <laughs> on that mic. And, like, it was very interesting because I was like, I heard myself, and I was like, man, I sound like I'm trying to sound a certain way. Mm-hmm. I heard her, and I was like, yeah, it sounds amateur. <laughs> and, I, and I heard his, and it was like, it was like unadulterated, just like I'm being who I am. There was no, there was no thought about it. it. Just sounded like wow, you're just like yelling. You don't care how you sound, but it sounds cool because there's a freedom to it. Nice. And so I think I think they just look at me like, yeah, dad does what he loves. He has fun, mm-hmm. and you know it keeps me in a mood where I'm like, you know, life is still exciting and adventurous. Not that it doesn't come with challenges, because it does. But yeah. yeah. it's fun, you know, and I think I have a good time with them and I include them in my work. So I think they know what it is, a bunch of videos they've been in. And so, well, that's good. That's good. That's good because they get to see that as they grow up that, you know, they won't be, I think, as afraid to follow what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Seeing something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. I will. Yeah. So you you have uh, another song on there called Let Me Be. Write a poem in the moon so these demons get off of me. See, everybody got a problem, but the mirror's often hard to see. So let it go, let it flow. I know these foes better let me be. Let me be. Hey, 
away. I chase my freedom like I'm mad. Turn on what I got, burning a hole up inside of your spiritual combat. They ain't listening, I'm fishing where the diamonds be at. Perfect time in the alignment, God, some on the track. You see, it's evident. Most rappers are rapping irrelevant. Nonsense, lyrical concepts are venomous. Peddling, toxic ideology, profit. Margins are large, colonial mind is rotten. Get the Freddy living ease. Brother, please give a fuck for you killers all spread disease. Open mouth, tell you what it's about. Dumb the youth down, get high, sit on the couch. Trick chicken sick, money needs the flow of the house. Got us living in doubt, slaves trading their mouth. What the fuck? Yeah, I just wanna be free. Yeah, I just wanna be free. Yeah, they won't let me be. Yeah, let me live my life. Yeah, I just wanna be free. Yeah, I just wanna be free. Yeah, they won't let me be. Yeah, let me live my life. Live in a fight, unite, recycle might with light. Miracle ice, we type killing them. Nights filling the drums, the slums, minimal homes with guns, drilling the babes and moms. Cereal, that's consistent. Nigga, get realistic. The system's equipped to make you feel pessimistic. Sectional eight, security congregates with a barbed wire fence. Confederacy to hate, they equate to your melanin content to bomb threat. All original, massive, we not friends. Chop protection, my selection, everybody move. His imperial riches cook you like hallelujah. It's a crucible, feelings might be unusual. It's suitable, the full moon is looking so beautiful. We stay woke in the presence of God. You don't travel alone, come chill with the mom. Let me live my life, yeah. I just wanna be free, yeah. I just wanna be free, yeah. They won't let me be, yeah. Let me live my life. Yeah, I just wanna be free. Yeah, I just wanna be free. Yeah, they won't let me be. Yeah. What are the jewels you're trying to drop in this song? It's an interesting song, man, because really I, I thought about it as a young black man in you know, the United States, right? And our projection of who we are into the society. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I was talking about rappers who just talk about nonsense, uh, who like sell dope and whatever, just 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 the whole the the program script. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's a reality, but it's also like mm -hmm. you're being told to do this. Right. Subliminally through society you know, social programming, like Come on, man. We got to wake up to our own demise, man. Mm -hmm. Like, And that's basically what that song is kind of talking to. And in the second verse, it's kind of going into it. But it's it's all relating to, yeah, we, we have, we face this oppressive system. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like we have to be accountable for our own actions, though. We can't walk through life asleep and then start pointing the finger at somebody else because we were asleep. Right. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying there's not the odds ain't stacked because they are, but mm -hmm. it's like nobody's going to give it to us. If we want freedom, we got to go get it. Right. So how do you, I'm sorry. So how do you feel about, how do you feel about when that, 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 that age old question, should rappers are, should, are, should they be role models? Is, is, do they take on some responsibility when it comes to their music? 
I mean, of course they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous to think you don't. I mean, come on, man. You're on a platform. Right. I mean, just 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 on the strength of universal principle, you have a megaphone and you're yelling at things <laughs> of people or hundreds of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that alone, you're influencing because you have a voice where others may not. Right. But uh, that's just on a universal level. On a on a black person level, it's like, come on, man, we should be out here struggling. Right. Yeah, yeah. you're getting it, but you're being rewarded to put poison in the system. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but the cat who's actually out here with the kids doing community work. Mm-hmm. Building, being a father. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about anybody doing right. this. Mm-hmm. That, that cat is like, whatever. Nah, man. Like, we need to balance it out, man. Like, I, I see it. Like, yeah, tell your, speak your truth. Be artistic. Say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Do sex songs. Do, mm-hmm. if you're so dope, talk about that. It's cool. But right. then, you know, you can have one or two or three songs exactly. talking about the other reality of living in this world and how you escape. Right situation, you know what I'm saying? Don't just glorify it like that's it. Right, and you that's make, the end all be all. That's corny, man. It's it's fake. You make a good point. I always tell people, and we need a balance. Like I remember, '90s hip hop. It was like it was a good balance. You had all like yeah. the positivity. Right. You had the street, but having that balance, you weren't really mad at stuff that you didn't like because you're like, okay, th- this is. This isn't good, but I know over here they're still doing this. This is right. actually like represents a human being, but now I don't right. know what's going on. Right. It's it's so it feels lopsided, man. Like when I hear it, I'm like, okay, all right, I can get into this. Uh, we we turn we lit right now. You know what I'm saying? We just whatever in the club, and then the next song, and it's like, all right, now everybody's getting killed. Like, yeah, that's one thing I trip off <laughs> in lyricism, like. I hear some records and I'm like, bro, how many people did you just kill in that one verse? <laughs> and then the whole song, we're at we're at like 125 people in one song, and the next song is doing the same thing. That's disturbing to me, man. I mean, we we're desensitized to it because we hear it and yeah. all that, but it's like it actually disturbs my spirit. We yeah. were in the car one time on tour, and my boy put. I was like, let me hear this dude. I'm not gonna name no name. Yeah. Put on a song. I was like, all right, he can bust. He can rap. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind of tight. Mm-hmm. Next song, okay? I start noticing he's killing everybody. <laughs> Three, four songs in, I'm like, bro, you got to turn it off. Everybody's dead. <laughs> he killed everybody. We're all gone now. <laughs> like, he don't stop. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, what's, what is the purpose of that, man? Like, right. that's a that's a low frequency. That is very low. To be broadcasted. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, that's kind of, man, I, I, I'm I'm perplexed that. You know, back in the day, there was that balance, right. and there was, even the gangster is fool like would have a song about exactly something positive, like some aspect, like Nas, Pac, yeah, Biggie. All these cats did that. You know right. what I mean? They they had another side where, and now it just seems so. It's like one note. Why do you think it, it is though? Why? Man, I feel man, I I feel like cats is on opioids. Yeah, one. Cats, everybody's on pills. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels a certain way. Two. I feel, and this is kind of a stretch, but I feel like Obama being in office Mm -hmm. made a lot of people think it was sweet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Just being out here, like, people got happy and complacent. Like, uh, we're good. We made it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. uh, And three, I think, you know, that it's encouraged to be nonsensical and to have no real conscious bite. Like, that's good for the system you know what i mean like yes a cat a cat pushing the line like you know dead prayers or 
Mm-hmm. Most deaf, or you know, this guy, most deaf, is actually showing up to the Grammys to protest on a truck with speakers rapping, talking shit. <laughs> like he's really about it, though. You yeah, know what I mean, like, right. but you see where his career is at at this point. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. still popular, like on the on the underground, mm-hmm. but he's not on the radio, and he's, you know what I'm saying, right? But and that kind of person is not on the radio. Maybe Kendrick possibly is the closest we have. J Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do it strictly in the music. They're not showing up to protests that I've seen so far mm-hmm. out in the Good streets. Mm-hmm. So I think that other aspect that that babblish that just talk about the physicality of things, like you know, when a rapper's out there talking about how much Gucci and Lamborghinis and Ferraris and like he's basically validating the the, the capitalist system. Exactly. I'm glad you said and that. So, mm-hmm. so now you get out there, you buy this shit, you mm-hmm. spend your money, you're a consumer, be a consumer. You basically help <laughs> to establish what's going on in in the business world in America exactly. because of this rapper who's like totally unconscious preaching something that he's a slave to himself. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And right. it's like that idea of being chained to it and continuing that perpetuation is celebrated. Yep. That's exactly what it is. I hate when people say, hey, the beat is just dope. That's why I like it. I'm like, no, that is getting in your head. It's like a commercial that's nonstop. It's straight materialism. <laughs> that's all it is. I'm, I mean, at, at at the best, it's materialism. It right. could be some old foul shit. Like that's right. Like the song came out, and uh, everybody liked it. And I, I like it. Right. You can rap. And he put mm-hmm. in one of the songs, he's talking about taking the girl, smacking her out of her weave, and pulling her tracks out. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't know if I can nah, touch cool. you. I'm sorry. It's cool. Yeah. But I'm like, damn, that's not something that really should be. We should be celebrating and clapping for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's in the song. And <laughs> he's being real, so it's accepted. And the beat's catchy, and his flow's catchy. Right. And that's the thing about hip hop is that that's the power of it, man. That's the chi, the energy of it is that it's it it said it with such style and flair that these thoughts and these ideas can echo out in your in your consciousness and can repeat themselves over and over and over and mm-hmm. actually take root in your in the way you believe and interpret the world and reality in yourself. Absolutely. That's the power of it. Mm-hmm. So now you got kids out saying, I'm an African, I'm an African. Yeah. <laughs> what does that do as opposed to mm-hmm. I'm in love with the cocoa or right. whatever else? Right. And I like both songs. Right. I like both songs. Balance, absolutely. But what, you know what I mean? So it's, it's tough, man. And, uh, I don't know. I just think the culture has definitely been co-opted, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm praying that there's an underground guerrilla movement to like reclaim the culture and what mm-hmm. it, what it does for each other. Because I, I fell in love with it because it empowered me and made me feel exactly st- smart and strong in a world that didn't really consider me as such. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think I think what I like about this era of hip hop is the power of the internet. So right. it gets people like you and others who, you know, they 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 talk about all things, you know, and they had they, they had that real conscious vibe in their music. The power of the internet allows that to flourish. I, right. I, I'm just scared, like if we didn't have that, what would this look like? You know what I'm saying? Or or you would have to be a real like uh, adventurer connoisseur to go out there and find it, you know? <laughs> and and that's pretty hard, but the internet, I think, allows a lot of music like you and others to really come through. And I keep telling people, like, the 90s had some ill hip-hop. Like, you turn on the TV, there it was. Now, 
there's still ill hip hop. And I can say to a certain extent, there's a lot more positive hip hop, but it's underground. Like you, if you search for it, you're going to find some people that are young. Like when I was that young, I don't think I would have been saying what that dude was saying in his hip hop. You right. know what I'm saying? So right, right, right. It's interesting on many levels. It is, man. And I think you know where I'm at. Um, you know, I got all the kids, and I'm making my own music. Like, I'm definitely not the fan I would like to be. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't have as much time to sit. I understand. Spanning and listening to heck of music, so mm-hmm. I get discouraged when I see it from like a surface level. Absolutely. And I'm not like I don't have a surface level relationship with the culture. Yeah. But just in my life is so full, and I have so much going on that I kind of just survey what's going on. I'm yeah. not like in the lab listening to joints five yeah. hours a day and then yeah. recording music. I'm When I get in the lab, yeah. I'm listening to like one or two songs maybe, and I'm yeah. mostly recording my own stuff. Yeah. So it's like I see it a certain way, but uh, I do hear glimpses of people like with, with dropping stuff, and I hear kids like a lot in freestyles. Mm. Like when we do shows, we'll mm-hmm. do freestyles a lot. Mm. And when cats come up and spit, like I did something uh, the other day at the spot in Oakland called Spirit House, super low-key spot. We opened up the mic at the end, and, like, about, man, 10, 12 MCs came on. About seven of them was gassing. Wow. And it was all super positive energy. Like, And I was like, wow, okay. People, you know, it's, this energy is still present. People want this. Yeah. And this is the healing benefits of participating. So, you know, keep mm-hmm. it lit in that direction. But I just, when I look at it, I'm like, I want, it's like, why is there nobody really nobody able to say this on a major? Because back in the day, cats was on a major level saying it. it was cool. Yeah. Now it's like it's not cool to, to even try to help, which is bizarre. It's bizarre. And you know, you brought up a good point. Like over here, you know, books beats beyond. We 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 dig into the music. So okay. <laughs> you know, right. but if if I wasn't doing this, if I before I was doing this. I hated the radio. I would right. as soon as I turned it on, I would hear something that would just make me listen to I don't know opera, whatever. I had to just flip the station. You know what I mean? I was like, right, this can't be, this can't be. You right. know? So I was like, we need to put something together and dig in. And when you dig in a little, it takes effort because we're busy people. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's just amazing. That's all I gotta say. But um, <laughs> you had a you had a song in there. I think kind of represents uh, consciousness and at the same time partying. You know, up mm-hmm. up upbeat. Wake up the 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 song. Wake up. Wake up in the morning light. Oh, oh my God. Still breathing. Trying to keep it even. Libra. Mama name is Steven. Keep a crown for the sound I'm achieving. Fly my coof. One time I'm kicking like a suit. Slip slide when you do a dip dive. Caught up in the riptide. All I do is kick vibe. Goddamn, I get live. Maintain shorty if you're working on a vibe. Hit the club, get it poppin' even if it's winter time. You know we never stop and everything is on the line. Too many things up on the mind. Stay chillin', but I reckon not a sign. Can't love it if you leave it. This universal symbol like a mantra. I repeat it like whoa. Goddamn, could've got the power in his hand. Gonna for the summer, I'm a man. Hole in my soul, got me feeling like oh, Always gotta go against the odds. We was repping out of the garage. Never been a limit, I'ma live it like oh, Goddamn. Wishing I was in the motherland. Life with my partners in my family. Teaching I'm a young and set a gemini. If you bugging, you ain't on. Who ain't see the artist city growing? What a 
B, you see the liver overflowing. Real spots, keep it breaking, we be doing like. Oh, to the break. Peace and blessings, I'm gonna procreate. Hey, cold chilling, and I'm building at the eight. Hey, to the mind's eye, you can come and climb high. Stay wide, catch a feeling. Let us see that we are in the belly. Legacies gotta leave it for the chilling. Love and light, peace and love, I'm gonna kick it like. That song, man, um, it's probably my favorite song on that record. Mm. Why? Just because uh, the, the producer pair, it was Tico and Decap made the beat, and okay. they sent it to me, and I was like, I heard it, and I was like, man, this reminds me of some, like, old school, like, I can see Buster Rhymes going crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was just in my mind. I was like, damn, if he came out, like, and dropped this shit, I mean, everybody would go crazy in the crowd. So Word. I tried to approach it from that that type of energy. It was just like kind of wild on the hook, but then like I'm spitting about things that, you know, being thankful, waking up and being like, I'm able to put on a beat and listen mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. and do what I love to do. So I'm like thankful. You know what I'm saying? Everything's not perfect, right? but I'm super thankful for this moment and being able to do this. And that, that intention just kind of sparked the the vibe of the song man and just trying to you know talk about my family and leaving a legacy for them by doing what i love to do mm -hmm. traveling to the back home to the motherland mm -hmm. you know saying mm -hmm. with my friends and my family and living the dream we always wanted to live like just different ideas of you know what i'm saying like i wake i'm awake i'm aware of my life and in this moment being awake i'm setting the intention for how i want it to be yeah so have you been back to uh the motherland I or I have not. Oh, not yet. Oh. Not yet. Let, let, let me let me tell you. Um there's some great tours out there. Like if you know this one, this one's uh historian his name is Renoka Rashidi. Okay. Check him out. Check out his site. I think uh you could put in traveling with Renoka Rashidi. Huh. And I've been on a few tours of him. He'll take he goes to Ethiopia, Mali, Ghana. I mean, he he oh. he boasts that you know he he's going all around the world. It's like the African diaspora. Um, yeah. He's been to over like 100 and something countries. So when you Crazy. go with him, you go to the museums and you go to the different. Literally, you go to the small communities, like off the yeah, beaten path. Exactly. Uh, ch check check him out. You would definitely you, appreciate. Uh, after this, man, can you send me an email with his link? Absolutely. I definitely want to check that out. Absolutely. Right, cool. Cool. Um. So. Uh, there's this other song on there that I thought was really dope. It was it's called uh, Cold Game. Ladies with the gods. Yeah. 
Human torch, infinite degrees on these lost ones. Caught up in your fashion, caution. News for a necktie, but everything is awesome. All about that money, but the money never made a man. Eurocentric thinking, but the ancestors is African. Stolen on a slave ship, pick the sugar cane whips. Crossing with your credit, but you never get the same chips. Pieces of a puzzle, people with a muzzle. Cuddle in the graveyard, guards born in trouble, huh? Just looking at, you know, it was written during that period of time when basically police were were shooting black men and mm-hmm. it was being, to me, promoted like a mixtape on via the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like the incessant repeta- repetition of the, the footage over and over and over, it just, it started to get to me because I was like, all right, there's one, there's two, there's, there's like, okay, we know this is always taking place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then I started being like, all right, it's not even like to document it. It's almost like we're promoting this idea. Mm-hmm. That's what it started to feel like to me. And so that's basically what spawned that, that song. Yeah. So, so you know, I don't have the answers. I know you don't have the answers. But if you had to think about it, what do you think are like 
some ways we can get out of our, you know, black people can get out this the predicament that they're that we're in in this world. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, for me, it you know, it's it's really what my music is based on. What I'm about is really tuning back into yourself, man. Yeah. Like really being honest with yourself about who you are, how you live in your life, mm-hmm. and what's important. Like what's really important. Yeah. And because it, you know the the revolution is within. That's, That's right. I mean, it, it comes secondarily outside, but mm-hmm. it's really within yourself to get right with yourself and to really tap into why we're on this planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And once you do that, it's like then you can start to shift the reality that surrounds you. Right. But as long as like your 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 your, your focus of emphasis is external to yourself, you'll always be caught up in that play. That's right. Of, of, of externality, whatever, or how you want to ever, society, TV, programming, the media, other rappers, mm-hmm. sex, drugs, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you're always going to be subject to its desire because you're focused outside of yourself. Right. And you, you have... So that's, mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, you have a line in there where you're like, we don't beef for turf just the soul of planet earth yeah 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 and i'm trying to relate to like yeah like cats are are, are banging over blocks and who sells dope and, you know what i mean mm-hmm. which is tragic mm-hmm. uh but very real you know what i'm saying and i'm saying like nah man we're trying to reconnect with this planet that we're on mm-hmm. that we can continue to live and so we don't destroy it Right. Along with ourselves in this process of like just greed and materialism and, you know, yeah. profit over humanity, period, across the planet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like right. The corporation, you know what I'm saying, was yeah. created for a reason. In the, right. It, you know, and, and these are the same things that are discussed all the time, but, you know, I'm just using my art. I just try to reemphasize these ideas in a creative way so maybe somebody can maybe pick it up and make them think like, oh, yeah, damn. And I, I didn't think about it like that. Or the same way Kara's one did for me and Nas. And, oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, the golden age, man, like, right. cats were, it was funky, it was dope, made you dance, but there's also dropping some some energy in the, in the lyrics to make you inspired. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what's funny? You just, it just struck me. When you, I don't know, I hear it all the time, but when I heard you say it, the golden age. If we if, yeah. if people think it was so golden, why don't we try to strive to kind of <laughs> make that happen again? You know, it's kind of. Uh, I think you know. I, I really, honestly think it'll return eventually. Yeah, I it's think just so. Not the time right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of you know the art kind of. If the moment is not like synced up perfectly, mm-hmm. some things lag and then catch up later and then go forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think hip hop is just kind of lagging because it's in a. It's in a business platform. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Selling, trying to monetize as much as you can because it's not easy as it used to be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So cats are doing whatever they got to do to get the YouTube views, to be look crazy, talk crazy. Mm-hmm. Do whatever they, you know what I'm saying, try new things. And I'm not saying, like, there's some dope youngsters. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. a lot of, the, even the fools I don't like, I like their flow and their creativity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like what they're talking about. Right. That's funny because sometimes when I hear them flow, I block out the words, hear the flow, and hear the beat. 
I'm like, can you imagine if they were really saying something over this kind of rhythm? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I'm, and I mean, like, just a little bit, like yeah. all the time. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I, I was I was watching this interview with a uh, prodigy mm. the other night. It was a dope interview. It was like 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And he's just driving around in his car talking to his phone. Mm. But he's talking about, like, how, like, in 1996, he basically woke up. Mm. But, like, his clientele was, like, strict, strictly, like, street thugs, gang- gangsters, hoods. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he knew they didn't want to hear it. Right. And then, like, so you see, he didn't say nothing about it for hella long. And mm. so then he was, like, made, in the video, he's like, yo, this is my doc, like, declaration. Like, from now on. I'm putting this type of music out. He's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, we're too far gone, and I can't wait no more. Yeah. And, and you know what I'm saying? And it's like, that that's hip hop, man. Like you can't even. I think a lot of people would would try to spit righteousness all day. Like even Jay Z talked about it. Mm-hmm. That's right. He talked about dubbing down because lyrically he'd be Talib Kweli. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But you can't get the you can't have their attention with this like. I don't even know what it is. I, I, I'll say goody, goody, quote unquote, or like, you know, corny. Yeah. It's corny to be, try to be positive and help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the perception. And that's, you know. Yeah. I think cats experience this. And so they hold back. But yeah. I really think at some point there's going to be a wave where it's like, nah, we need it. Like it's it's not going to be an option no more. And like, if you're not riding with it, you're just a sucker then. Yeah, uh, it's gonna flip the opposite way. Right, that'll be you the with day. With that, <laughs> that nonsense, yo, you get, we don't even bust you up out of here. Like you know, like Zulu Nation when they started, like right. you want some whackness, that's right. You're getting served, right? Yeah. So you know, yeah, it'll come to that too. So I just try to hold tight and do my thing, man, and do what I think I know is right for me because mm-hmm. I have a unique window on on everything myself. So I just need to be true to that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. Right. You had another you had another song on the album called Sauce. Sometimes I look at my life like it's a crooked map, feeling like I'm lost, trying to get on course, trying to get on course. Sometimes I look at my life like it's a busted rap, been trying to adapt, I'm cooking sauce, I'm cooking sauce. I read the scripture, born literature, giving me sight, a native son, the dawn was rich and right. See where we from, calm, poverty and blight They skew you in the news cause all you do is fucking fight So what's it like for a natural born immigrant? Formed in the winter storm, sworn to the sentiments Them cool sentiments, they sit on your shoulders Remnants of an ignorance, the old hands hold us Tell you history is gone and don't apply to you Educate us in their warfare, it's sad but true How you understand time, only through the lens of violence Killed all the natives but the spirit ain't silent this goes for Hawaii, all North America. The wilderness is in the mind, more mass hysteria. They wanna carry you across the sticks and drop you in the deadlands like a ton of bricks. I say, peep the remits and fuck that. We rise like the phoenix when our wings flap. I said, 
remixing. Fuck that. We rise like the phoenix when our wings flap. Sometimes I look at my life like it's a crooked map. Feeling like I'm lost. Trying to get on course. Trying to get on course. Sometimes I look at my life like it's a busted rap. Been trying to adapt. I'm cooking sauce. I'm cooking sauce. The relax, exhalation, couldn't hold it in I'm sick and tired of the program we flowing in Make the most of your condition, here we go again They tell me try until I die, but shit, it's over then I'd rather have my piece of pie While the sky's over top of me Puffing broccoli, there's nothing stopping me All I can see is freedom Releasing all the chains Fettering my brains We'll never be the same, man Love to all my team Hope it raise your self-esteem You know you got like The cheers in your jeans And I ain't tripping Never sipped a cup of lean, won't catch me slipping. Only tipping to my dreams, each day is different. But meantime, in between, I'll be that shoulder you can lean. Sometimes I look at my life like it's a crooked map. Feeling like I'm lost, trying to get on course. I'm trying to get on course. Sometimes I look at my life like it's a busted rap. Then trying to adapt, I'm cooking sauce. Cooking sauce What, what what do you want us to understand from the song? That is basically me explaining like wh- it's an interesting song because it kind of just came together and it just felt right for the uh, for the music, but just feeling lost and uh, in life and trying to explain to myself why I think I'm lost. Mm. In trying to understand the process of how I came to feel in this way, mm. and also saying that you know what I'm saying, but within all of that, I'm using all those negative elements to cook my sauce. Like, I'm still cooking, I'm still grinding, I'm still out here doing my thing, but I'm using all of these negativities, you know what I'm saying, to just help me forge forward, just not stop. Right, right. When you brought up Richard Wright, uh, what, what, what is his importance to you? Uh, basically, I was just referencing Native Son, mm. the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just like, you know, this, 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 this quintessential story of the black male in America. Mm-hmm. And just I'm just starting it off by saying this is what this song is about, like the, the traveling through this. And I'm talking about being a natural-born immigrant, which is my attempt to be witty, talking about being a slave. Mm-hmm. Like you're born here, but you're a slave to this country because your ancestors were brought from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. A natural born immigrant. You know, that's basically what I'm talking about: being a black man in America. I see. And I, there was a dope line in there. You, you were saying, "How do you understand that? How do you understand time through the lens of violence?" Right. Man, that, I mean, that that's deep. Cause thank thank you for checking that out. Yeah. Like, you know, because I think 
we always talk about this in history, you know, like mm-hmm. when you learn history, it's basically about wars. Exactly. And uh, and so, you know, and they're teaching us this as if this is the important. <laughs> These are the things that are important. Right. Uh, and so, you know, it, it makes you think. And when you think about what I would say, like, the West Western civilization has done to the rest of the world, it's been basically inflicting war on them. Yeah. And taking their resources. Right. So it's like it's just kind of relating all these thoughts like, man. Yeah. Oh. This is what it's like. Like we're just an extension of all this this wave of energy. But, you know, we're still here. We're still doing our thing. Like we're surviving. Mm-hmm. Some of us are even flourishing. So mm-hmm. don't give up hope. But like it's just kind of like a, basically a reflection on what's going on. Yeah. Man, you know, and that that's that was a dope song. Cause when I heard that line, I was like, I really thought about. It. I'm like, dang, how many wars have there been since? <laughs> you know, crazy. And I'm like, wow, because there's been so many wars, it's it's the easiest way to date this uh, this history. I'm like, that is that's horrible. <laughs> you know, what I mean? crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Wow, right? Wow, that is wow. so wild. Gosh. So yeah, let's talk about a little bit things outside of your music. Now, I, I think you touched uh, a bit on this. I know you, you know when you're out, when you're not pursuing music, it seems like you're with your kids. But let's say yeah. when you're not with your kids and you're not doing your music, what are you doing? Um, probably there's about a handful of activities. I would be doing like swimming, working out. Okay. Uh, tai Chi. Oh, word. Okay. Um, I might be lifting weights. Barely. Okay, I was about to ask you, like, P ninety X or something. <laughs> nah, I'm trying to get back into it, man. I'm just feeling like I need to strengthen my body. I have a knee, a knee issue. Oh, uh, yeah. And my chiropractor's like, dude, you need to hit the weights a little bit, man, because mm-hmm. I do a lot of like, you know, the chi stuff, mm-hmm. which helps a lot. But I haven't even been doing that as much as I need to. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to strengthen my body back again. Um, I read a lot, man. I read like graphic novels and. A lot of sci-fi Dope. type stuff. And besides that, man, um, lastly, I'd probably be meditating. Oh, word. Yeah. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit about that, that meditation. Is it the one where you're able to, like, sit in silence for a span of time kind of meditation? Yeah, I, I kind of learned, like, uh, several different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. I was in a period in my life, <laughs> I was just like, that's what I was doing. I was going to, like, meditation classes oh, and, like, from but all kind of different, like, from yoga to Asar Set mm. to, you know, Buddhist. Like, I was going all over the place, just mm-hmm. trying to, you know, I don't know. That's kind of how I approach things. I mm-hmm. check them out for myself, and I take everything that I feel resonates with me with me, along mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I just... I just kind of sit and breathe, man, mm-hmm. and just relax mm-hmm. and watch my thoughts. Don't connect to them. I try to disconnect from them and mm-hmm. just kind of watch them and then just kind of chill. Ah, oh, I never heard about it. I never – no one's ever said it to me like that. I'm always thinking you're supposed to sit there and if thoughts come, try to block them out. But you're well, saying – Well, that's the thing, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm saying – because you know how it is, man. When you try to do something, oh, yeah. you, create, you make it stronger. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to block this thing out. Now you're focusing on blocking them out. So there's more there to block. <laughs> right, right. 
You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Instead of just like my, I was taught like you're supposed to. The the visual they give you is that you're watching a movie, and mm-hmm. when you watch a movie, you're sitting in the audience, and you're watching it on screen. And you're not really you. You know, there's a difference between you and the, what you're watching. Mm. Even though you're experiencing it, you still understand that it's not you. It's not who you are. Mm. And that's kind of like it's encouraging the watching aspect of your beingness. Wow. You're just, you're just sitting back and tapping into the unconscious, which does everything, which regulates your heartbeat and your breath and your pulse going. You know what I'm saying? There's an automatic. There's a system involved in us and we're basically tapping back into that because we spend so much time in the, the thinking aspect of who we are the doing mm-hmm. that we forget the beingness and that's it's kind of just being with yourself mm-hmm. that's probably the simplest way and as you master it and get deeper in different things start to happen but that's basically where you start and if, uh, yeah i think people want to talk about meditation they're always like they're doing something mm-hmm. well, meditation mm-hmm. is like not doing not doing Mm. And people aren't used to not doing, so it's uncomfortable. Right. That's what you're doing. You're just sitting there chilling. Mm. And don't, you know what I'm saying, letting go of the fidgets and the need to scratch. And you feel itchy. <laughs> like, you start to get through all that and your legs are uncomfortable. And then, like, for me, like, I have a, a knee issue. So it's kind of like, I don't know if I, I was playing soccer a couple months ago. And I think I, like, kind of tore the meniscus a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it gets sore when I sit and and. Yeah. meditation posture mm-hmm. but after like i start breathing and after like 10 minutes it goes away oh wow okay and then i know i'm like all right now i'm relaxing into the meditation mm. that's that's what's going on for me you know what i'm saying but that's basically what it, it just teaches you to be with yourself wow. yeah check it out man it's something yeah. important that's another that's definitely a tool for our you talked about black people right. getting out of this condition that's a tool for uh, sure uh. not just not just that you can't just sit around and meditate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's part of it. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can really tap into your introspection because I, I mean, I w- you're tapping into the essence of, yeah. of being this, that we all are like, you know, if mm-hmm. we did that as a like, even, you know, thinking about sports and Phil Jackson, when he had the bulls, mm-hmm. Jordan and all them, them fools used to meditate together. Oh, wow. I'm sure Steve Kerr has Golden State Warriors meditating. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure of it, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's just you're, you're creating a collective energy mm. based on beingness. So now you're more comfortable just around each other, period. So now your thoughts are more analogous to each other. Mm. And you kind of – you just feel each other more. And I think that's something that if we did collectively, like I said, not just that, but, right. you know, 30 minutes in the morning. Even, man, start out five minutes right. in the morning, 10 minutes, 15, build up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the time, I think we'd really see a difference, man. Yeah. Shoot. Along with all the other good things we do out in the world, you know, right. helping people, working, doing a thing, doing whatever. But like, you know, yeah, I'm gonna have to sit down and give it a try again because I, I, I was like, this is something I can't really, I can't really focus blocking anything out. But it's not, I'm not, I should not be trying but to block even, it out. But, but it's, it's like focus on your breath. Mm. That's the first thing. Like, once your, once your breath starts to relax your whole body relaxes. Mm-hmm. So focus on slowing your breath and deepening your breath into your uh, diaphragm, like below your, you know, below your navel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where you want to sink your breath down there and just relax. And once your breathing slows down, then you stop tripping so much. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of calms down. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I'm going to give that a try, man. I really am. <laughs> try it out, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, like, I'm, I'm trying to get back. Like, I, 
for years when I created uh, the album Mind Over Matter, especially, mm-hmm. that's all I did. I meditate mm-hmm. two, three times a day, every day. Oh, wow. And when I listen to the record, I hear it. Yeah. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, because that's my favorite album. I listen oh, to it, and I'm okay. like, wow, I was super, I was on it. Like, I can hear myself being very focused and intentional. Yeah. I can feel the vibe, you know what I'm saying? And so I know the power of it. I, I don't do it as frequently now, just with my family and my schedule. But yeah. I'm, I'm in an effort right now to, like, at least try once a day or, like, you know, four or five times a week. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try it, too. It makes, it makes a difference, man. <laughs> I'm gonna try it too. I keep hearing it does, so I, I gotta 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 give it a try. Now, now you know the the name of the show is Book Speaks and Beyond, so I'm always huh? I'm always asking, what books are you reading right now, and and what books had the biggest impact on your life? Ooh, my kind of question. <laughs> Nobody asked about books. Oh Not man, where is that's where it's all I, at? I just. I haven't even started reading it uh, yet, but I just got, I know why the Cage Bird sings in the mail through mm-hmm. Amazon, mm-hmm. because I was watching a documentary uh, with Maya Angelou, and she was talking about what the book was and how it was like basically an autobiographical portrayal that was written with like, in a literature style. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to check that out. I, 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 some I, I'm aspiring to, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, really? Kinda, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I write, man, but I haven't really taken it serious, and I don't even like to talk about it really, but yeah. it's something that's on my radar, put it yeah. that way. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to check that out, but um, some of the most influential books, uh, have you read Of Water and the Spirit? No, I haven't. Of Of Water and the Spirit, okay. Of Water and the Spirit, yeah, crazy. Okay. Crazy book about a, uh, I think the dude is from like Guinea okay. in Africa. And basically he gets stolen as a child from mm. his village by like priests. And they oh. take him to this church and they educate him in the church ways. And he sees all the different varying like degrees of cruelty and like, sexual abuse and all these different things. Oh, wow. And then one day he decides he's going to run away. So he runs and he basically leaves the place, somehow intuitively finds his village, gets back there, and everybody's like, yo, you lost your soul. We have to put you through a ritual to regain your soul because you lost. And so he basically goes through this initiation rite that basically the younger boys do, but I think he's like 12 or 13. Mm Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to do it when you're like seven or something like that, seven mm-hmm. or eight. So he goes through it as an older boy, and it's basically just a, a story documenting all his experiences. It's so ill. Wow, that sounds <laughs> ill. Wow. It's super crazy. I mean, like, it's it's like straight, some of it reads like straight sci-fi. Oh, uh, yeah. Dope. Yeah. It's really dope. Shoot, I'm going to check um, that out. Yeah, I got a bunch of books, but, yeah. That's probably the one that, like, just jumps off the top of my mind, like, mm-hmm. It so, must, uh, had an influence on me. So are you more of a nonfiction reader or a fiction reader? I do it all, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading Saga right now. Oh. It's like a, it's like a graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that isn't that a uh, trilogy right now? Is there three parts to that? Uh, I think this one. The last one, about. the last little graphic uh, compilation. This is on seven now. Seven. Wow. It's great. It's like some old 
I just like the writing. It's super well done. But it's about this, uh, these two planets that are basically at war. And one is like wings and one is horns. Mm. Like one is like humanoids with wings and the other one is humanoid with horns. Mm. And they have basically different, like, I don't know. I forget, like, the whole reason why they're fighting. Mm-hmm. It's so deep. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just keeps going and unraveling. Mm-hmm. But, uh. So the whole universe is basically has chosen a side, and it's like this massive conflict anywhere you go. It's like uh-huh. Buzz and Crips. <laughs> like that. But what happens is, like, one soldier from one side falls in love with this other soldier, man and woman, and they have a baby, and the baby is wing, has wings and horns. Oh, boy. And so now everybody's trying to get this baby. <laughs> so it's like, but it's, it's just, it's crazy. It's super well written. There's all these, like, fantastical characters. It's like the robot kingdom where these fools have heads that look like TVs. Wow, okay. And whatever they feel shows up on the screen. Oh, the boy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's tight. I wouldn't it's, like it's, to be it's, that. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, so I'm all over the place. Wow, yeah. Well, those those are cool books, man. Make sure I put those right in on. the show notes for people. Um, right. So um, now this is back to the music. What What, what three albums and or songs – had the biggest influence in shaping who you are today? Uh, of my own or anybody? Oh, uh, not you. Outside of you. Outside of me? Mm-hmm. Mm, great question. Uh, I have to say Love Supreme, John Coltrane. Mm-hmm. Good one. Um, just because when I heard the song and then I heard why he wrote it and, and the intention behind it, like I've had several, like, Several good vibe sessions to that song, mm-hmm. where I just sat and just kind of felt what was going on. Mm-hmm. Why did he write it? Felt, uh, I think you. I feel like he was just giving praise to God. Oh, got you. Mm-hmm. And, and just like that intention of that faithfulness and that like submission. That's mm-hmm. what I caught from it. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot of uh, good vibe sessions to that. Um, let me see another one. I would say "So Say" by Bob Marley. Mm. Okay. Um, a lot of these songs are like songs that I had experiences to. Like, uh, Soja Say, I was in college mm-hmm. and I felt really sick mm-hmm. and I couldn't, uh, I just couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, just about to walk to school and woke up and I was like, man, I don't feel right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I'm frustrated. Like, you know, I, you know, my asthma was bothering me, whatever. Mm, so yeah. I put on the song and I started singing it. And I just put it, I kept looping it back for like 15 minutes. Mm. I just looping the song back and just singing it and dancing it. And by the time I finished, I felt better. And I ended up walking to school that day. Oh, wow. But just having that energy like, wow, this music is serious. Like, it's helping me transform my energy. Mm-hmm. There was something obviously going on with my emotional state, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And I, I was unaware. Mm-hmm. And when I kind of, like, corrected my emotional state through the music, by, like, kind of starting slow, singing, dancing a little bit, and then by the end feeling, like, super energized and, like, moving around, like, almost working out. Mm-hmm. So, like, ah, my energy's back up. I can breathe better. I'm going to school. Like, just having that ability to change my frequency. Mm-hmm. Realizing that made that song like super important to me. Wow, dope. Um, let's see one more. I would say uh, New York State of Mind, Nas. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Just because, like, 
I, I feel like it's probably one of the pinnacles of that's far the, one of the apexes of hip creating hip hop music, mm-hmm. not for commercial consumption, but for pure poetry, detail, um, super defined imagery, mm-hmm. and rug, rugged hardcore beat. Yeah, you know right. Uh, so it just it's like pure poetry to me, and I know the verse, and like every time I hear it, I feel like I still this. I mean. Come on, man. It's 2017. I feel like I still get something new from oh, it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. Like with more understanding of what the metaphor was or what. Like another added imagery to the, the visual cue or something. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. Like, it's just super well written. It's super dope and the concept is sick. Yeah. And yeah, it's just one of them unforgettable songs, man. Man, those are some good picks, man. Well, I like I that. So. So, so what what do you want people to mainly take away from the labyrinth? Uh, I want people to feel that, like whatever they're going through, that we share a common experience, and other people have been through the same thing and have triumphed and to gather strength from their experience. Mm. That you can do it, be inspired, believe in yourself, and keep it going. That's how I felt when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's other records where I felt like, we got body, we about to change the world, we about to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. And now this one, that's the way I felt when I wrote that record. Cause I was in such a down place. I was really trying to encourage myself, man, through that record. I see. It was really difficult for me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I, that's where I was at. Dope, man. So, so how can people contact you or follow you? Um, on Instagram. It's Zion underscore I underscore crew. Uh, Facebook, Zion I crew. Twitter, Zion I. You can also check out ZionIcrew.com. The website just went up like a couple of days ago, so that's super dope. Some way you can get all the videos, dope. super T-shirts, all the merch and stuff like that. So. Dope. Well, Zumbi, thank you so much for being on Book Speaks and Beyond. Hey, respect, man. Great interview, man. Uh, it was fun talking about the books, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's a rare treat. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. If you want to purchase the book or any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission which is no extra cost to you, which we would then put toward the operations of this show. Um, And also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore. Explore.